Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. your desire. I wonder if you would stand to your feet this morning and just let God know. It's my desire, Lord, to serve you. It's my desire, God, to feel after you today. Jesus, we desire your presence in this house. In this house. Amen. Amen. If you will, remain standing with me. If you have your Bibles, go with me to the book of Acts chapter 27. I'll read verse number 14 and allow you to be seated, Acts 27 and 14. And very quickly, I want to say I appreciate my family being with me, my, my beautiful wife and our daughter Hannah and, and uh, sister Katie Parker's with us. Uh, she's from our home church. And Brother McGee, this ought to make us feel really old. We were talking on the way over here this morning about the revival there in the school that happened when you were there. And Katie said, I think I remember that. She said, I think I was in third or fourth grade. And she just graduated college. And so that, that, that made me feel, feel, feel a little bit old there riding over this morning. But, but I'm glad she's with us. She was, able to, she was able to be with us down in Georgia camp and in Indiana camp. And, and uh, so we're glad she got to spend some time out on the road. Uh, while she was with us, we, were, we, we bought a new uh, travel trailer. And, uh, and we told her that, that we had it all planned out. We knew that we were going to do it while she was with us so she could help us move everything over. And, but so glad she's with us this morning. Acts chapter 27 and verse number 14. The Bible reads, But not long after there arose against it a tempestuous wind called Eurachlodon. For a little while this morning with the Lord's help and your allowance, I would love to preach this thought into your hearing. How to handle Eurachlodon. How to handle Eurachlodon. I wonder if you would lift your hands with me this morning and ask God's anointing and blessing. Lord, we love you and praise you, Jesus, in this place. Lord, we pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts and lives. Speak over every man and woman, boy and girl that's in this house. And we pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty way. God, as we'll be sure to give you the praise and the honor and the glory that you're so worthy of, Jesus. For we ask it in the Most High, that name that's above every name, we ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And let the church say amen. You may be seated this morning. I want you to notice first and foremost that here in the book of Acts chapter 27, if we pick up the story ahead of time, you will find Paul about to cross with this, with this group of people. And, and, and I know it's been preached from this standpoint that, that Paul is warning them that this trip is going to have much hurt and it's going to have much, much damage in it. But they went against the word of the man of God and they begin to sail. But last night, I'll be perfectly honest with you, we got in bed late last night and knowing that we had a two and a half hour drive ahead of us this morning to get to church, I, I pulled out my computer last night and just being perfectly honest, I was looking for a repeat message. I, I, know, I know a lot of people say, oh, preachers shouldn't preach a message more than one time. I heard T.F. Tenney say, if it's not worth preaching twice, it wasn't, for, it wasn't worth preaching the first time. 
And so I cracked my notes open last night and I began to look for a message and God began to deal with my heart and, and he took me to this story and I seen something that I'd never seen before and, and I want to share it with you today. These men that were sailing with Paul were great men. They, they, were, they were not men that did not know how to handle the sea. They, they were seamen. They were, they were men that knew how to handle situations that would come up and they were, they were men that were experienced in what they were about to encounter. They were, they were not new at this. They were not inexperienced. And, and so they knew exactly what they were doing, but there was something that happened on this trip that had never happened before. They, they, had, they, had, they had sailed through storms and they had sailed through many kinds of winds and many kinds of weather, but they had never before or never after ever experienced anything like Eurachlodon. And it put them to the point where their experience was no longer effective and it put them to the point where they did not know how to handle what they were going through. I've come to submit to you today that the majority of the apostolic church has become professional Christians. We come to service time after time after time and we know when the spirit moves we know when the wind blows we know what songs to sing we know when to worship and we know when not to worship but what would happen in this place today if God would send a Eurachlodon to shake us up and stir us and put us to the point where we don't know what to do we don't know how to contain it we don't know how to uh, just worship through it but what would happen Friday night of camp meeting. Man, something hit that place like I've never felt before in my life. Brother, when you started rolling on that floor and Israel Garza got behind you, I said, dear God, God's moving. Israel Garza don't get on the floor for nobody. I said something good's about to happen right now. What it was is all week long we'd been coming into that sanctuary knowing that God was going to show up and move. But God stepped in on Friday evening and said, I'm about to send something to you that you don't know nothing about. I'm about to give you something like you ain't never experienced. And the same God that sent it on Friday night can send it on Sunday morning. It don't matter how sleepy you are or how tired you are. It don't matter what you come in feeling like. If a Eurachlan Don would hit this place I believe we would just let loose and let God have his way but this is where it's at the majority of the reason why God never sends a Eurachlodon is because we don't know how to handle it If God sent what he truly wanted to send, most of us would end up shipwrecked on the side of the road. So how? How do we handle what God wants to send? We're going to help you today. I pray that God takes over because I tell you what, I didn't know what to do with myself Friday night. I didn't know what to do. Man, the power of God was so strong in there, but I can tell you one who will help you through it. God will show you what to do with it if you just hold on to it. 
First of all, I want to show you some stuff that God showed me I had never seen in this story before. Go with me to uh, Acts 27 and verse number 12. What put them in the position of experiencing something that they had never seen before? What's what the reason why they were there? Acts 27 and 12. And because the haven was not commodious to winter in, in uh, to winter in, the more part advised to depart thence also. If by any means they might obtain Phineas and, and there to winter, which is a haven of Crete, and lie toward the southwest and northwest. The reason why they were going is they were looking for an easy place. They were looking for a place that didn't have so much commotion going on. Brother, if you will, they were looking for a city that didn't have so much opposition but that they could just walk in and freely preach the gospel and just set up for winter time and nothing would come against him. But that was not God's will for them. It is not God's will for us to find an easy way out, but it is God's will for us to go where he sends us and fight against every hell, fight against every demon. God did not fill you with the Holy Ghost so it'd be easy. He filled you with the Holy Ghost so it'd be possible. Some people receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. They pack up their spiritual warfare. They sit down on a pew and say, well, here comes winter time. I might as well just get somewhere where I'm not going to have to fight any enemies. It's a little bit less commodious whenever you're not praying like you should be praying. It's a little bit less commodious when you're not fasting like you should be fasting. But if you would get a hold of God, there's going to be some turmoil. There's going to be some commotion. But there's also going to be some anointing. Are you ready? Watch this. You may be seated. Watch this. It said that it was a haven of Crete and it lieth toward the southwest and northwest. Are you ready? I looked up the word Eurachlodon last night and this is what it says. A strong southeast billow. In other words, the wind was blowing in the opposite direction of less commotion. The wind was blowing against where they wanted to get up and set up camp. God was blowing against what was going to be easy. Let me tell you something. If you'll sell against the wind and if you'll go where God wants you to go and if you'll worship like God wants you to worship, he'll pick you up in his wind and he'll carry you on. But if you want an easy life living for God, he's going to blow against you and he's going to tear you up. It's your choice whether you want to sail with or against Eurachlodon. It's not easy. If it was easy, everybody would be doing it. If it was easy, we wouldn't have to worry about finances in the church. 
pastor, if it was easy, we wouldn't have to worry about thieves in the church. Said so they showed up this morning and somebody stole an amp out of this church. What a shameful day we live in when the church house isn't safe. But God said it may not be easy and the devil's trying to stop it. But what God wants to do this morning in this place, an amp ain't gonna stop it. A devil ain't gonna stop it. Only God's gonna let it happen for those that'll let it happen. I told somebody they may have stole the amp out of the church, but they didn't steal the amp out of me. I was listening. We bought the CDs from last year's camp meeting. I was listening to Brother Mark Johnson on the way over here. And he made the statement, it's funny how God works things out. He was preaching last year at camp meeting, and he was talking about all the modern day conveniences that we have. And he even said if we didn't have a sound system, He said, we can still have church. You gotta understand something. The anointing don't come through this microphone. But the anointing comes when you let go and let God have his way. The anointing don't come, Brother Mason, when your key hands strike those keys. Brother Allison don't come when you hit the drum heads. But the anointing comes when somebody makes up your mind. I'm not going the easy way, but I'm gonna get a hold of God. I'm going to get a hold of him this morning. You may be seated. Here we go. Are you ready? Go with me. Acts 27 and 13. And when the south wind blew softly. When it blew softly, everything was okay. But supposing they had obtained their purpose, they loosed. When everything is just going smoothly. When nobody's bothering the pastor on Saturday evening with all of their problems. When the music just flows together just right. And the preacher don't step on anybody's toes, but everything's just blowing softly. Everything just feels real good. There's a good breeze. My God, I feel a breeze right here. Whenever there's a good soft breeze blowing and everything feels good, you want to curl up in your hammock and you want to let loose of everything that brings revival. You'll find yourself all of a sudden in a crosswind that will mess you up. What I want to happen today is I want God to mess me up. I want God to get in my little smooth, soft south wind blowing and stir me up to the point where I've got to hit my knees and begin to pray, God, you've got to get me out of this. You've got to pull me through. God, if you don't do it, I can't make it. It's amazing how that little soft south wind was giving them just enough to point them in the direction of a haven. 
we confuse a haven with heaven. There are people in the apostolic ranks, my God help me right now, there are people in the apostolic ranks that will spend their entire life in a haven but never make it to heaven. You understand when you walk through the back doors of this sanctuary, you have walked into a haven. You have walked into a safe place. You have walked into the strong tower. But just because you're in the haven don't mean you're on your way to heaven. You better get a hold of a personal relationship with God or else you won't make it. Come on, preacher, just give us a soft wind. Just give me enough, preacher, to get me moving. Where are you wanting your preacher to move you to? I, I just want to feel the breeze a little bit. We don't need any of that stuff that makes you hold on to your tackle. We don't want that kind of wind that's going to make us lighten our ship. Because we need everything we got on board, so we think. I have learned one thing in the last two years of evangelism. I have learned that you don't need everything you live with. We went from a 2,000 square foot house to a 34 foot travel trailer. I learned real quick, you don't need everything you're living with. My daughter, we bought our house. Man, we got a great deal on it. It was a five bedroom house. My daughter had three playrooms, her own living room, and now we stuck her in a bunk house of a travel trailer. And guess what? That little girl was just as happy in that travel trailer as she was in that big house. There's some stuff that if you want to let God blow on you, you might have to lighten your ship and get rid of some stuff that you thought was necessary. But God's telling you, if you'll lighten the ship, I'll take you where you need to go and not only will I take you there I'll give you everything you need to make it come on God I just need a soft win I just need a little bit to get me moving just a little breeze are you ready? I gave you the first definition of Eurachlodon. The second definition that Easton's Bible Dictionary gave for a Eurachlodon was a cyclonic typhoon wind. You talking about something that will mess up your breeze. Let a cyclone show up. And see how quickly your picnic turns into panic. 
See how quickly you run for your life when your small breeze turns into a typhoon. But this is what I come to tell somebody about a typhoon. If you know anything about a tornado, hurricane, or a typhoon, every single one of them have one common denominator and that is that it has a center of rotation and everything else revolves around the center. If you want to let God have his way and center your rockledon, on into your life you've got to put him at the center of everything you are and everything you need is going to begin to rotate around who Jesus is you won't go without you won't battle your finances you won't battle marital issues if you put him in the center oh they sung about it today Jesus be the center Oh, you may be seated. I'm drawing quickly to a close. Everything revolves around a center. In the safest place in a cyclone is in a center. You see, if those men would have understood what was happening, if they would have known how to handle Eurachlodon, they would have sailed straight through the side wall and into the eye. And they would have followed that storm to safety. But they chose to go against the wall. There are people in the apostolic church I'm talking about. We've got to be unified church family. We've got people on one side of the church tearing down the walls of Jericho. And we've got other people on the other side of the church putting it up brick by brick because they've hit a wall and they don't know how to get around it. And so they would rather fight against the wall, fight against the preacher, fight against the saints of God, fight against the musicians and build a wall back than to let God tear it down and have revival. Musicians come on back I don't know what God's about to do But I'm going to let him have his way here in just a moment If you will get in the eye of your storm So many of us as soon as a storm hits We're praying God get us out When God may be telling you just stay in it. Stay in it. Why? What good can happen in it? I submit to you today that when those three Hebrew boys were thrown into that fiery furnace that was heated seven times hotter, it consumed the soldiers that threw them in. But the very next morning, God allowed the king to walk right to the mouth of it and not be consumed. Why? Because he wanted the adversary to see what was happening on the inside. You get right in the middle of your storm and you hold on because you don't know who's looking on the inside and saying, hey, I don't know who's their servant. I don't know who their God is, but I see him right in the middle of it with them. Would you stand with me this morning? Go with me, Acts 27 and 15. 
How do you deal, preacher, with a Eurachlodon? How do you deal with it? Here it is, Acts 27 and 15. And when the ship was caught, it could not bear up into the wind. We let her drive. You want to know how to handle the presence of God like you've never felt before? You don't fight against it. You don't go against it. You don't say, man, this, these people are absolutely out of their mind. But I challenge you today, when the presence of God hits this building, that you take your hands off of the controls and you take your hands off of your situation. You take your hands off of your family. You take your hands off of your finances and you let God drive that baby and see what God will do with it as the music musicians begin to play. I want somebody to begin to pray. God send a Eurachlodon to shake us up. Oh, somebody step out of where you are. Somebody. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.